Hey guys, welcome back to Walkers Only Podcast. My guest for today is current WBA, Oceana and IBF light heavyweight champ, Connor Wallace. Before we start this podcast, this episode is brought to you by Solid Erections Carpentry. Whether it's a door hanging, a deck building, a full renovation or a new build, get in touch with the amazing team at Solid Erections Carpentry, who are based in Brisbane. Anyone looking for a demolition strip out, asbestos or as hazardous material removal, then look no further than Base Hazmat. They do top quality work with top quality customer service in the Queensland area. Check the team out at basehazmat.com. Our team at CMF Concrete Inn do residential builds, perform makeovers on driveways, patios, pool surround areas in a timely and efficient manner. Work into a budget within your guidelines. They complement the look of your house in a matter of weeks. For all inquiries, email the team at cmfconcreteinn at gmail.com. But before we start, let's roll the intro. Don't just talk, keep walking. Don't just talk, keep walking. How are you brother, the champ's in the house How's things, good to be here Man, it's, uh, what a coincidence seeing you today at the sauna <laughs> Yeah, I know, not long ago <laughs> oh, like, uh, When I normally do the podcast with someone You get this like anxious or nervous feeling sometimes Because you like that anticipation, probably like a fight Yeah. But then when I seen you earlier at the sauna It kind of just took the butterflies away from me And I was like, oh Sounds yeah. we had a bit of a chat there, like, and I was like, man, we should have just put the, the mic in the sauna. <laughs> should have just put the mics in the sauna and just yeah. chatted away. But, um, brother, thank you for coming on today. It really means a lot. Yeah, no problem at all. It's good to be here, as I say. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, um, man, winning the uh, WBA three weeks ago now, the Oceana title. Yeah, just over three weeks. Yeah, second of July. So time's flying already. It goes quick, right? Um, just on that, man. What a what amazing fight! I watched it, and um, you're a uh, your your right hand jab man is unbelievable. The way you just pick people off with it, I think people underestimate the jab. And the way you went against um Faris in that fight, like I don't think he even expected that. Yeah, hundred percent. As I said, myself and my coach Greg Eddy, yeah, we worked on it from January. Um the jab is the most important punch that and we knew it was gonna win us the fight. And as you can see, it hardly really threw many left hands at all. It was basically the jab, working the jab, keeping it long. I was I'm far longer, far mm. more range. Um and he couldn't get in near me, and he just couldn't get going. He didn't, and he had no real plan B. I think so. Yeah, man. Well, like you said, definitely. You said you we were talking earlier, and uh, you're talking about how you sparred him before, and you kind of thought, I don't know how much more he can offer in your sparrings previously to this fight. Did you think in the ring was it anything that he threw differently to you that you hadn't seen before of him? Yeah, well, he is really he's very unorthodox and stuff, you know. Um, but we, we sort of knew that, and from watching him, any of his fights, everyone mm. said he was really awkward. And that's why no one could really beat him. He only ever, I think he lost his first professional fight and then had 12 wins or 11 wins in a row from that, you know? Yeah. But um, as I said, we, we just stuck to what we knew and what we wanted to do and um, took completely his game away from him. Yeah. You know? so. It was good, man. Like you said, um, I don't know what the, the scorecards were doing, man. I thought you were way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of, this, one of the judges gave the, gave the score to him, but... Then when my coach approached him after and said, what were you doing? He said, oh, I wrote the names around the wrong You're way. You're kidding. Yeah, but like imagine two had wrote the names around the wrong way. I would have been... That In this professional era, like this professional sport, you put the, the names wrong, wrong, wrong way. Oh, wrong way, so... Yeah, that's, I think it's... He, he was... I don't know what he was doing. He's obviously talking shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, like you said, like obviously you've had 10 pro fights now and you, and you actually mentioned overall, including your amateur fights, how many has it been? Yeah, I think it's been 160, 165 amateur fights plus my 10 pro, so it's about 175 fights now. So. That's crazy, man. Yeah. And, and you're only, what, 26? 26, yeah. So you're, you're not even hit your prime yet? Well, I, I, I feel like I, I haven't fully matured into like a full man, you know, mm. I reckon another. You just be, keep focusing on my strength and conditioning. Mm. Like if you look at the bigger boys, they look a lot more developed than me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Look far bigger and stuff, so... Um, that's the next plan now is to keep, keep working on our strength and, and building it all the time. You're learning every fight as well. Yeah. So, Well, w- when you go back to that fight, out of the rounds, where did you feel like you started getting ahead of him against them? Um, yes, Harris? so I reckon um, the f- early rounds was key for, for us to win. Um, that was the first round I might even give him the first round just to be generous, but then two, three, four, five, six, I definitely think I, I won convincingly. Um, and... 
that was a big thing because I could hear him blowing and stuff when we were inside in the clinches and I was like, yeah, I've got you now. I've well, got I've been, you now. I've been watching the fight. We'll, we'll put it on a little bit now, the highlights here, man. But yeah. like, you can just tell he's a powerhouse even the way he throws his punches. But um, I was just impressed, man. You, what is he... What weight, walking around weight, would he be, do you say? Oh, I'd, I'd say he walks around maybe like 86 or 87. He's a strong, he's pretty strong, like thick, mm. you know? Um, you have good movement, though. Yeah, the, the jab was key, you know? You can see the jab sets up everything. You boys are the same style as well, yeah, you know? Yeah, southpaw. Both yeah. southpaw. Do you, do you think when you go against a southpaw, does that change... Like, is it a different strategy? Because normally an orthodox is no, you can see what's... Yeah, well, it's it's not really common over here for Southpaws to fight Southpaws. But, but at, back home in Ireland, mostly most of the people I fought was all Southpaws, you know? Yeah. So I love fighting Southpaws. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's good, man. Like I said, you I was see buzzing. at the end of the rounds, we were sort of like talking to each mm. other and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, I've got you now. <laughs> how, long, how long can you hold a poker face, even if you're hurting? Like, you see a lot of them smiling, talking. Yeah. Uh, um, I always laugh at it. I'm just there having a bit of fun anyway. It doesn't really bother me. I don't do that whole serious. I'm, mm. like, I know. I know. I've done the work in training. That's it, right? Like if some face is not going to scare me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, even yeah. you talk about this fight. It got cancelled or postponed. Uh, what six months and uh, two months prior? Yeah. Yeah. It was postponed. Um, one of the guys had COVID. First, the guy in the main event had COVID. So. The fight was pushed back, and then yeah. Jai Obataya got broken ribs, so therefore it was pushed back again. So it was just a series of events, but because the fight was of ha- such high stake for us, like he was mm. number one in the country, I was sitting at number two or three, Yeah, and, and I needed this win to progress my career to the next level, like fighting someone else down in Melbourne or mm. so, like just another fight. It's no benefit to me. Nah. Like I, I want From here on in, it's fights that... Or bringing me up, like I've yeah. had a million fights. I don't need to be fighting just for the sake of fighting, you know. Yeah, that's right. And I, every fight from here on in, I wanted to be, I wanted to be meaning something, you know. Man, I'm just looking now, that right hand is so underestimated. Yeah, you're just picking people with it, and it's and you've got a long reach. Just constantly scoring, yeah, and sitting on the back leg, like not falling in. Mm. I think he was just sort of expect me to fall in, which I sort of did there. But do you enjoy looking back at your fights? Yeah, it's good watching it, you know. Like, and I love listening to the comment, the commentary and stuff, you know, and. Obviously, hearing back what my coach obviously I was listening to my coach in the corner, but it's great just to watch watch it back and yeah, listen yeah. to him. You know, is it? I can't pronounce his last name. Probably Chivil- uh, Faris Chevalier. Chevalier. Ch- yeah, is he Brisbane based? He's in um, Brisbane, and he yeah. should have been in Melbourne as well. So right, okay. Yeah. So I'd say in that, what gym is he out of? He is down. In, he was training in the gym in Melbourne for this fight, but he sort of floats around like he be over at East Side boxing and. Um, he actually used to be in Fortitude, like where I'm at, yeah. like a, few, a good few years ago, and then he left. Um, he had a few fights with um, Steve and them, and then he um, he left the gym then. So you can see now coming into the round six and seven, he's he's um, planting his feet. He's still yeah, he's because he had no no other option to but to you know, and he's throwing the haymakers now. Yeah, he's starting to throw them, just hoping. And that's whenever we sort of knew that we like I knew I definitely had him. Like whenever he was coming at me, yeah, you know. It's a good scrap, this is, man. Mm. And it's a box. No, I mean, when I mean, you actually boxed it. This was a good boxing fight, you know? Yeah. But um, the canvas was mad slippy. Like, if you look at the white the white logo, see that Palmer yeah. Bet logo? It was like an ice skating rink. Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can see it in between the rounds. The referee gets in yeah. and um, drives the water off it. It makes you think. You think they'd cover all these before going into these fights. These big fights. Especially when it was a world title fight in the main event. But, like, it's, it's not... Wasn't like all the rest of the signs were perfect. It mm. was just the middle one. I'm not sure why it was biggest bugger. Yeah, with your team man going into this um, at Fortitude, you know how how beneficial were they going in your coach? Oh, unbelievable! As I say, like in, in the interviews and stuff after, I kept calling Greg because it was mm. it was his game plan that won the fight for me. You know what I mean? Like it would have been very easy for me just to go after Farsh and be like a bull and you know walk him down and mm. try because I'm the bigger man and stuff, but. Our tactics that he that Greg had we worked on it from January the start of January and yeah. everything we done it every spar was the same just working that same thing every pod session was the same. Like, Look at your um, I can don't interrupt, but yeah. we were talking about it earlier. Your lap man, yeah. Not many people know about this in this fight that um, <laughs> you actually tore part of your lat. Yeah, and beforehand in, in training and but it, it it wasn't that bad, you know. I could I could get on with it like. Mm. But it's, if I missed a punch, it just felt like you can see. Look at me down. Look at me looking at my left arm in the inter- or in the 
in the when they're calling it out, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it was like it was like it wouldn't stop if it if it threw it. Like that the retraction. So if of I it. miss if I'm hitting the pads, it's sweet. It comes back. No worries. It comes back. But if I throw and miss the target. It's like it's never ending. Like the so the left hand is just coming through and it's not naturally coming come back. back. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And to just think, like in such a big fight, the uh, yeah, you love loving it, man. Yeah. Just while we're looking at it, people listening to this episode will be going, "What's going on?" But um, you celebrating there, like just that feeling, that achievement. Like, is it hard to really sit with yourself and realize, you know, your journey and where you've come? Yeah. Well, like it's like sixteen years of. My life, you know, hard work, dedication from, like, I gave my life to the sport, you know, mm. and that that's what it, that's what it meant to me, you know. It's probably my biggest win of my career, yeah. getting the world ranking and stuff, you know. But like all that years of hard work, everyone has their own feel of what they do. Like, if you're a solicitor, if you're a, doesn't matter what you do, you know, you work hard at what you do. Yeah, you sacrifice so much, but for me, it's boxing, you know. Mm. And um, getting your hand raised like that is the best feeling in the world. You know? 100%. Well, like like you said, um, I was fortunate when I was younger to have a couple of amateur fights and I lost one of them. And it was one of the worst feelings ever. Because you know, I, I remember because I've always played rugby, you've got either 14 or 12 other blokes around you. Yeah. But you just know that if you don't do the work in a fight, it, it's all There's on no you. There's no hiding place. There's no yeah. hiding place. Yeah, 100%. And, um, it's just you in there. I'm the same. <laughs> I hate even losing a game of rock, paper, scissors. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's competitive. That's just what I... Like for running, if I'm doing anything, that's just what. Yeah, you know, just like I like winning. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's it's competitive edge in all of us. But um, yeah. obviously, bringing it back to you, uh, Connor, um, is this something from a young age you were like born in fighting? Was it like you got put into it being in Ireland? Yeah, well, I actually started boxing because I was getting um, bullied in primary school. So really, um, my mom took me out to the the gym, Secret Heart Boxing Club, on the Armagh Road beside my house, and. That's whenever I just I was getting bullied in primary school. That's why I started boxing. So really, looking back, that's it's good. Boxing's a great sport, like for young kids, anything for the discipline. You know, like mm-hmm. just having to show up. Yes, you're going to win some spars, you're going to lose some spars, but you just dust yourself down and get on with it and go again and come back and try and be better. Yeah, and not get hit by them shots the next time or yeah, you know what I mean. So it's um, I reckon I would advise any young kids or anything to, to get into boxing because it's a great um, sort of self-confidence yeah discipline um and you can sort of not you're not going to go out on the streets and look for fights but yeah it gives you that little bit of confidence to be able to stand up yourself yeah you know what yeah. i mean if you're on a night out or if yeah, you're, yeah. you're not gonna let someone walk over you you know 100 percent. that's um it's interesting there's so many stories of people that got into boxing for that and um even like my dad, because um, I'm four foot in the fat, <laughs> he said, son, you're going to have to learn how to defend yourself because you're yeah. not going to be a big fella. So like when I was younger, just to get the understanding of learning how to self-defend, not yeah. like you said, but it's um, one of the biggest lessons ever. You know, you see people doing jujitsu, you see people doing in any form of combat sport, but boxing in particular, like it's just, um, it's an unbelievable skill to have. But yeah. people underestimate that you've got to be smart. Fighters are not just... Um, brain dead people. Nah. you've like the the top end fighters are smart fighters. Hundred percent, and like the uh, like the thinker will always beat the the tough man. You mm. know what I mean? Like because he obviously used name tactics. Yeah, the fight there was a perfect example. You could see Harris was coming swing, and I was just still moving, keeping my cool, staying calm. But if I had a bit lost my head, it could have been a completely different story or a completely different outcome. Yeah, in the fight, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's. That's about that. It comes back to the same thing: discipline. You know, mm. sticking to what not. Not if you get hit a punch, like trying to run after. And like yeah. if someone does that against me, I ha- have them beat easily. You know. Yes, you know you straight away. Whereas if you get hit and say, "Right, sweet, you're not going to get me with that one again," but continue yeah. on going about your business and sticking to what your coach and sticking to your game plan. Mm. Nine times out of ten, you'll, you'll overcome it and beat the person. You know, but yeah. it's if you flick that switch and lose the head and everything goes out the window. Yeah, you're beat. Hundred percent. And how have you ever been in a situation in a fight where you have lost your head for that moment, and you've kind of got to regain, like, um, pull your head and go, "Hang on, if I keep throwing like this." Oh, a hundred percent. Like, there's lots and lots of times where I've been like, "Oh, this is not working," you know. And but it just gets even worse. But then I think recommend if you come back to the corner, and then I remember what I'm what I'm mm. being told, and take a couple of seconds to get my breath back and calm down. And yeah, like I know this is going to slip away from me here mm. if I don't. Start doing yeah, what I'm yeah. supposed to be doing. Yeah. And um, 
that's whenever it sort of hit, hits home, you know? Yeah, yeah. We talk about one of the other fights in particular I really enjoyed. There's multiple fights, but the, I've been watching the Jackson King fight. Yeah, yeah. That was a clinic, man. Yeah, well, that was my first sort of fight back after my first uh, professional loss and then my first loss in like over five and a half years, you know? So mm. that, that was a massive turning point for me or like a wake, not a wake up call, but I reckon it was probably the best thing that has ever happened to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Having that loss against Letty Letty. It's only back after my hand, my left surgery on my left hand. And there was a lot of sort of pressure on me, like obviously coming back and it's undefeated Irish mm. prospect, da, 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 all this sort of stuff. But you got the fight, get, get, get the, obviously I had the loss. It sort of takes a bit of pressure off me, gets it out of the way, dusts myself down, back yeah. in camp, shows me to have to work harder, all these things. First time ever doing 10 rounds. Yeah, wow. Um, so it was a massive wake up call, and I think it was the best thing that could have happened to me, you know. And yeah. after that, come back, got into training, and I knew, I knew it wasn't going to happen to me again. Like I knew, I, I was right. I never want to have that mm. taste that feeling again, especially after being so close and losing on a split decision. And it was fight of the yeah, it was it was in the nominations for fight of the year. It was a brawl, but I should have been I should have been winning that yeah. fight if I had you know if I had a box the way I boxed against Faris, I would have won the fight easily, you yeah. know. Just but. At time out of the ring, everything. There's so many factors. Mm. You can sit here and make excuses all day. Of course. The fact is, I lost the fight. <clears throat> it was a good wake up call for me. And then I come back and had a knockout win against um, Jackson King. It was a and great it, fight. 100% good fight. And that abacat at the end, man. How yeah. clean was that? Yeah, again, that's the left hand. That's the one that I had the surgery <laughs> on that, it's come, that I was coming back from. So after that fight against Letty Letty, we watched the fight back. And all we did for like four or six weeks after it was only throw left hands. Nothing wow. else. You know? Just to get that fear out of your 100%, head or what? Yeah, because I thought, I didn't think there was any fear. Mm. But when you watch it, I can, you can clearly see that I wasn't throwing it at all. <laughs> yeah, wow. And everyone's screaming, throw your left hand, throw your left hand. Because every fight in my professional career that I've knocked someone out, it's been with the left. Yeah, never with the right. Always with the left. Yeah. So, and that's whenever we, um, we're back. We've done our homework and, and it paid off, you know? Mm. So, these are all things that, that are all part of the journey, you know, learning experiences. Mm. And yeah, you have to take the. Losses, not too many of them though. You have no, to take the losses with the with the wins. You know the ups and the downs. Yeah. Well, when you come to like losses and and obviously in in a boxing career, there's like you said, there's only so many losses you have before you lose that credibility. Where you know yeah. or that you know your you know main events in fights or the or you're either a prelim coming to Australia and you know having these fights. Was it ever like have you have ever had a goal? Where you want to go? Is it just I want to keep fighting? I want to be active. I want to go up the ladder. Or is it like I've got a goal in my head where I want to be? Or is it just you know I want to be world champ? Yeah. Well, since I've been a young kid, I've always wanted to be like a world champion. You know, mm. as a professional. Um. So all these fights I've had along the way are all stepping stones. But I don't really want to just be fighting just for the sake of fighting. You know, just to have a fight or just to compete. Or, mm. Yeah, that was a good fight. That was a war. You yeah. know, that's not what I, that's not what I'm doing for. I'm doing it like to. To better myself, to try and climb up the ladder, and I think most people are the same. Where you have that small, select few that are just sort of ha- happy to be competing. Fucking hell! Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. it's all good. Some people, um, some people are doing it just to just to be doing something, you know. Yeah. Whereas I, I'm more, I prefer to each fight now from here on, and especially like mm. I've learned my trade and professional. It takes a while changing over from being an amateur because I believe they're two different sports. One's yes. like a marathon, one's a sprint. Mm, definitely. So I've sort of adjusted now, I believe, and doing the 10 rounds and yeah. getting the experience. And every fight from here on in needs to be um, yeah. of, of high stake, you know? 100%. Well, you're definitely now you're in the top 10 ranking as well. Yeah. yeah. How amazing is that? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a good achievement. And as I say, the hard work pays off o- over the years. But I still believe that I need a couple more fights um, to really mm. to be at that top level, you know? Um, yeah. You're learning every day, and and the experience you can't buy valuable experience. Good hard sparring, good rounds of um, I say good hard sparring rounds and any training and diff- training with all different types of people. Yeah, you know, yeah, different sparring partners, bringing people in, traveling for sparring, not just doing the same thing all the time. You know, it's true. That's um, that's another thing. You know, with the ego, and especially in a sport that you're in, you've actually got to keep your ego in check because. Yeah. If you do get a couple of nice wins, I bet, like, you know, 
it's the character of the person then to keep turning up at the gym, yeah. being consistent, going through the fundamentals instead of, you know, oh, no, I can do that shot again, and it always works yeah. now, and getting lost with it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and everyone's chasing you. Once you're the top dog, everyone's sort of sort of chasing you, you know, mm. or they want what you have, you know? Yeah. People want the belts. Like, 100%. They want it, like... They're not going to come looking for somebody who's got nothing, you know. Definitely. Well, that's it's it's a it's it puts them on the on the map. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And I was the same. That's why we waited so long to get the Faris fight. You know, there's a couple of other fights I probably could have had, but the fight was postponed and postponed. But because this fight meant so much to me, mm. that's why we waited. Um, waited for this fight, you know. And it it paid off in the end. We got the belts and the world ranking, and we're number one in the country, which is which is brilliant, you know. Hundred percent. With 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 this fight in particular against Faris, how was the the camp? Obviously, you had that hiccup in there with the the main event changing because of COVID. But I mean, overall, you had the injury, um, but the camp overall, as in the weight cut, we've spoke about it earlier. Yeah. You did something a bit different this time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't done the the water load this time, obviously, to make the weight. Just, there's a science in it, you know. Everyone's doing it. All the top athletes in the world are doing it. They're working with the guy, the fight dietitian Jordy Sullivan, or mm. whoever, whatever dietitian they're working with. But I always did it the old school way, where you sweat out more than you put in, just pure, yeah. just from being old school, you know. And um, I was like, oh, it surely takes. It's not, it's not healthy. I've been talking to a couple of different people. It's not good for your body. This is definitely the way to do it. Everyone's doing it. You see people like drinking loads on on fight week, and I'm like, right. they're like. Pure, my mouth's pure dry. I was like, oh, fuck, not a chance of not yeah. doing that anymore, you know. So, um, so explain that to everyone that so sort of like mode. you're you need to be at a target weight, obviously for for hit coming into fight week, and then on fight week you drink eight liters of water Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm. and on Thursday you drink one liter. So I think it's like tricking your mind into. Yeah, your body keeps peeing everything out. Your water, your body holds the water, but you don't want to be having too much salt or anything. So, actually, holds the, the fight dietitian gives you um, what all to eat on fight week, mm. like exactly your meals, and what many carbs, everything. What what all you should be eating? Your proteins, yeah. fats, carbs. You got to keep the fats and stuff up as well. And then um, on the lat on the morning of the weigh-in, you do the sweat out. Then, you, you, oh wow, like a put on a sweatsuit mm. or else you can do the hot bath I chose to do the, the sauna so yeah. I, just because I'm used to a couple of minutes on the treadmill and the sauna I, that, that's what I prefer doing you know yeah definitely it's um, unbelievable like you, people don't realise the sacrifice and the, the mental going into a fight and like you said these fine little one percenters that you do outside of the ring can benefit so much in the ring and and you said like you know the media before the fight you were full of energy talking away happy to do it where maybe in the past you'd be like get that camera out of my face yeah 100 you just be like a like a zombie walking about you don't want to speak to anyone you're in bad form at home you don't want to talk to anyone but i was in the gym the day or two before the fight yeah just chilling like yeah, well. doing my training doing whatever i was doing and Staying there, hanging about, talking to people like I didn't like. Even you can hear the commentators mm. on the in the fight saying, um, "Oh, God, he's been walking around with a smile and a sense of confidence on his face the yeah. whole week and stuff." I was, I was loving it. You know what I mean? I knew I'd done the work. Mm. I knew what I was capable of doing, mm. and we we done it. You know, definitely. It's like credit to you, man. You're doing the work, and I think that's the difference, right? You doing the work, you've earned it. Yeah, it's not like. Um, Oh, luck. I got lucky with a shot there, you know, I got him yeah. sweet, you did the work, you did it, you nah. put it in, and it's exciting, man, to see where your future goes. Yeah, 100%, and as I say, I've got a great team around me with Greg Eady, and then Fortitude Boxing, Steve Deller, Luke Meldon, and my strength and conditioning coach, Phil, mm. um, Phil there got uh, fitness cartel, so mm. it's, um, uh, and we're, we're on the right path, everyone's pulling together, we're on the one page, and that's the main thing, you know what I mean, there's no one trying yeah. to go against each other. If something needs done or something needs addressed, like perfect example is with my lat. Mm. I know I have to do a bit of strengthening to get my lat back to where it needs to be. The physio knows, Phil knows, Greg knows, and we're all on the one page. We're not like, yeah. oh, get in there and smash that bag or get in and do 10 rounds of spawn. We know the procedure that we have to follow to yeah. get me back to 110%, and we're doing that. Yeah, know? yeah, wow. So in, in the build-up the week, you know, doing any forms of sparring, I don't know if you mentioned it, were you pulling back on using that left hand a lot then in training? Yeah, well, we sort of stopped sparring about a week and a half out because, as I say, we've done heaps of sparring the full yeah. cap. Like, I've been training from January and one more spar, I might have damaged myself even more. Mm. 
or I can control what I'm doing on the past. Yeah. We knew what with Texas we were doing. We'd be doing them in January. It was like clockwork, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's when we decided uh, we'll, we'll leave the spawn. We're happy enough. We'll just control the controllable. And th- the work was done, you know? Mm. The work was done long before, a week and a half out from the fight. You know, we've been, 100%. as I say, like, it's amazing. It was always on my mind, you know? Yeah. With the, with the mental game, how's your nerves and stuff going into fights? Yeah, well, like, as I say, I've had that many fights now. Like, I, I don't be nervous, like, shit myself going in before going to the ring. It's more so just, I don't want to, I just want to make sure I perform, you mm. know, because I know the work that we've done. I know I don't want to let any of my coaches down, my family or whatever, you know, because they know how much I put into it, you yeah, know? Yeah. But, like, it doesn't really like my brother. Whenever he used to fight, I was absolutely shitting myself. Yeah, you said that. I couldn't control what was going to happen. You know what I mean? But like, it's um, it's it's very different mm. for people having their first fight. Obviously, they're going to be shitting themselves. But it's it's my um, it's my job. You know, it's 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 what I do every day. It's like someone going to going to court or going to do anything like that. You know, they're not shitting themselves going in because it's their bread and butter. Bread and butter, and, and and obviously you get comfortable with. With giving and taking shots, it's a yeah. It's um, it's just who, you, like you said, it's your your full time job. It's a like it's it's. I suppose yeah. When you put it in that way, you don't realize. Yeah. Obviously, um, if you haven't done it before and you go in into the into box and you've never done it, this is massive anxiety that comes in the fear. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Like I, I um, a couple of months back, I went and went um to one of the boxing gyms in the in the valley, um, corporate box. And yeah. um, on a Friday, they just do like an open night of sparring if people want to go in there. So I went with my mate, he's Irish as well, his name's Paddy, which is uh, typical. But um, went in there, man, and I haven't been in boxing in years. Like yeah. I was a teenager when I did it before. And the anxiety that I got just walking into it. Yeah. And But then when I got in the door and then I realized everyone here is really nice and welcoming and um, they're not all looking to take your head off. Yeah. It was actually like quite humble, like quite good. You're like, yeah. oh man, these guys want to teach you how to fight. It's not just like they want to knock your head off and yeah. who's, you know, a bit of a, a cock off, if you know what I mean. So um, it was yeah. good, man. And like you said, it's so much learning involved in it. Yeah, that's one thing I did notice about here in Australia, like especially in, in Fortitude Boxing, where, where I'm at, that's a big thing, you know. Like Steve will have no, no mm. decades in the gym, you know. If mm. That's, that you're a dickhead, it's yeah, not the yeah. place for you, you know? Yeah. Hey, um, everyone's on the same page. There's no one trying to take each other's head off. Yeah, people go hard and have a good punch on, but it's fair. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, you're not going to be punching the head of someone who has never yeah. had a fight before or never been in the ring before in their life. You will be evenly matched. Every spar is yeah. um, supervised. Yeah. Like, you can't be sparring unless supervised by one oh, is. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. 16 ounce gloves, mm. mouth guard, and head guard. Yeah. If you haven't got that, see Locking you later. In. Nah. How good's that? It's good. It's discipline. As I say, it comes back to discipline, mm. you know. And Imagine when you started back in the day, man. I bet that stuff wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Job in no mouth guard. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um oh you'll obviously UK people and Irish people definitely know about it, but when I was doing it back in the UK in Wales, um there's this gym and every like couple of months we'd have a couple of gypsies come through oh, like yeah. in the caravans and set yeah. up shop and they'd come through here. And man, they just like use your gloves, use your headgear. Oh, they wouldn't care. <laughs> wouldn't care, they man. Be travelers, yeah, back home. And obviously, we call them travelers in Ireland. Yeah, travelers. Um, that the, a couple of brothers were all in the one gym, and they would share the same mouth guard. <laughs> like you would spar, you would go like, slabbers and all that. And then pass, they're like, what the? F-? <laughs> oh man, but but they can throw hands. One hundred percent. Like that's all. Yeah. That's all that, that they've known, really. You know what I mean? They probably never really went to school or anything. Just mm. being in the gym. It's yeah. crazy, but it, it it's um, it's obviously like people don't realize that's just life. Mm-hmm. Like they, we look at life in such a different different dynamic because of our upbringings and and travelers' upbringings are so different. But like when they come through, nice people, but they beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that are travelers back home and stuff, and we get on really well and mm. um, spent a lot of my time with them. You know, yeah. obviously going to all the boxing competitions with them. Yeah. Every every gym has a couple of travellers, so there was always a few travellers in my weight. Yeah, um, but the best of people, you know. Do you know you know with boxing and stuff? Do you really believe that you know? I think in any professional sport, you've kind of got to lose yourself a little bit, be immersed in the sport. Um, but you see a lot of people now, in particular, um, I was listening to is Harry Garside. Yeah, which is you know he does a lot of other things at the moment and. Mm. And he was saying, you know, I, I'm I'm proud to be a boxer and I'm proud to do this, but I don't 
wanted to ident- uh, like be my identity. Like I'm far more than boxing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and do you ever catch yourself like kind of getting lost? I suppose you've kind of got to get lost in it to be really yeah committed. But at the same time, know that I'm Colin Wallace, and I'm I am more than just a boxer. You know, I'm a, yeah, hundred percent. Like, like you probably you wouldn't pick me for for being a boxer if you see me on the street or anything. You know, there's heaps of, heaps of other stuff that I do that um like that I enjoy, and you don't just have to be. Boxing, 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 twenty four seven. You need to switch off, and then whenever you come back, like I was just on my holidays there, mm. I was in Bali. Come back, I'm fresh now. Yeah, I yeah. want to be in the gym. Yeah, wow. Whereas like coming towards the end of the last camp, it, because it was postponed and postponed, it was becoming like a chore, you know. And oh, like another week yeah. of this, but yes, but it was just obviously the the, the, the length of time of being dragged out. Mm. You come in like you, you almost get stale. Yeah, but then now had my holiday, a bit of time off. Yeah, I'm back. I'm refreshed. And I'm dying to get back in that yeah. ring again. You know. Yeah, it's um, it's it's awesome to see that man because um, yeah, so many people do get lost in it, and then when they come out the other end, when the career's over, they're kind of like a lost puppy because they don't yeah. know who they are. And yeah. you know, the, the I was even speaking to a an ex professional Muay Thai fighter, yeah, and and he said, you know, like. When you're in the gym, it's like a, you know, it's like anything. Everyone's supporting each other, getting around each other. Yeah. The longer you leave the gym, like you know, life still goes on. Yeah. So that maybe the text messages don't come as often, mm. and the what are you doing? Uh, it's hard. It's yeah. hard, and it's confronting, Definitely. and and, uh, and it's just you know, it's great to hear you talking about how you know you do like other interests as well. Yeah, like Steve, Steve, the ma- your manager, like I was going to go back into the gym and I do a couple of clients and stuff. I love training people. That's what I do. Mm. Like Steve would take away from the gym and just. Get out or go on, you know, mm. like he would even be telling you, stay away for a while and oh. freshen yourself up. You know, he know he's old school, he knows the yeah. story, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm one of many fighters that have come through the gym through Steve, you know. Mm. And it's good that we have that, that sort of experience and people guiding you in the right direction like that, you know. Yeah, definitely. With, with yourself, obviously being Irish, um, what made you come to Australia and fight here? Well, there has been a big connection with... Um, Irish fighters coming over here before with Alexi Dennis Hogan yeah. and stuff and Steve my manager gave me a call uh, once I was back in Ireland that somebody else was telling him about me and then we ended up I ended up coming out to have a look at the gym and see what it was like because yeah. it's a big jump it's a big massively and it was almost like it was too good to be true you know mm. someone offering you to come to Australia to, to turn professional and I'm like oh I don't know like is this real or yeah. is these boys winding me up so came out to the Gold Coast in uh Seeing a couple of my mates and stuff, and half a bloody islands over you, man. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. <laughs> and then they come up to Brisbane to the gym, and I was yeah. like, "Oh fuck, this is this is good." It's a good gym, isn't it? That one there. Yeah, it's, well, it used to be on Cabra Street. Then the gym burnt down. Then we moved yes. to um, Robertson Street in the Valley, temporary. And now this is our new home at uh, Abbotsford Roads. Yes, it's literally what five minutes down the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's really handy. Like, love it. Yeah. All the people, and as I said, there's no mm. no idiots in the gym. You know, as Steve. Would, Run you out through the doors quick yeah. as you come in. He, it's all good people. Everyone's pulling together. That's good. It's a good buzz if someone's fighting. Even if someone's fighting in a corporate fight, yeah. we all go and support. Cause That's good. The shows at the gym. The gym's packed. You know, yeah. everyone's having a good time, having a couple of drinks. Yeah, Fuck yeah. It. It's good. You know. That's good, man. I like That's what that. you want. Get around each other. Yeah. It's more than just a gym, then, right? Exactly. There's a Christmas party. It's packed. Everyone's there. Yeah. No shit. No fights. No trouble. No yeah. hassle. No nothing. That's it's it's a that's a good way to be. Is it anyone in the gym who's your weight, and and have had like, obviously it's like having a rugby player for myself. That's the only yeah. way I can compare to same position as me. You've got this. You get along, but it's like I know we maybe one day we might have to yeah, scrap. Yeah, like, yeah. No, that actually <laughs> hasn't been really. I don't think some of the like, a couple of the boys have been maybe around the same weight, but and a couple of the other boys are all in the same sort of weight division. But no one's ever been because it's such a big jump between. Like middleweight, super middleweight, up to, well, and then there's light heavyweight, but the yeah. cruiserweight's like 10, 12 kilos, you know? Mm. That's a big jump, like. So then boys is maybe coming down from 100 yeah. to fight at 91. That's the one, yeah, yeah. So they're either far too big in, in the gym, or else they're too light to come up to. Yeah. And they don't want to be coming up to fight the big <laughs> <laughs> Man, you've got, I can't believe it, like, um, when you talk about... You know, you being six three and fighting at seventy nine kilos, mm. I'm five seven, five eight on a good day, and I'm walking <laughs> around eighty one. Like, yeah. and I just think, man, you've got a couple more inches on me, and, and your reach, and just to think, like that that weight cut. Obviously, you've done yeah, it, but and it's, it's like sort of like anything, as I say, like horses for courses. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you were 
trying to do boxing, you would obviously kind of trim down, shred yeah. down, like, and lose a bit of that muscle yeah. that you have. You know, you're not yeah. going to try and keep no. all that muscle because you'll be always giving away an advantage of people being taller. Yeah, but it depends on the style in which you're fighting as well. If you're going to come in and get mm. underneath them, maybe you might keep the muscle, but normally it gas out. The going thing is like the, you'll try and bring your weight down a bit. You know, to, to, to suit to give yourself a more of a bit of an advantage. You know. Mm. It's it's a, it's a like you said I, I I love I love combat sport I love the the boxing I love the the UFC but it's good to see Australian boxers on the growth now as well you know obviously in the UK it's like in the island it's massive like yeah. there's you can go into any gym there's probably some former couple of pros there and you oh shit I know this guy or I know someone you know but over here it's growing now and you've got people like George Camposis now you've got Harry Garside Jai Opatia yeah yeah and then you've got the Tissou Kosu yeah, brothers yeah. yeah. Um, and you obviously yourself, obviously not Aussie, but fighting out of Australia, yeah. and it's just exciting. What is it? Do you think has shifted for these guys to come up now? And well, I just reckon um, they're maybe getting the ideas from people all over the world. They've been over traveling in America and training mm. and bettering themselves, and then bringing their ideas back here. And mm. some people, some of them are based over there or in America, but it always comes down to the same one thing: it's hard work hard and dedication. Work. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's in any. Think work, boxing, yeah. soccer, footy, whatever you just want to play over mm. here. You know, it's it, it's hard work, dedication, what pays off. You know, yeah. sacrifice and um, your resources of training with better people, like mm. traveling to get better people, or bringing them in to better yourself. Yeah, always learn off people that are better than you. You're not going to learn off someone who's worse than you. No, no, they've, they've got nothing to offer you. That's it. You know what I mean? And that that's what I'm. But like, you're always looking for that hard sparring mm. that. And chasing the best man—that's mm. what you want. Like you're going to chase someone who's bottom of the league. You want to be—you want to be climbing the ladder, going, going after it. It's like that fine saying, you know: um, if you're the s- smartest person in your su- circle of friends, then you're in the wrong circle. You need to be the dumbest yes. or the one who's learning all the time, yeah. um, because you need to be chasing the tail yeah. of everyone. If you know, yeah. you're not going to grow if you're the big, biggest and best person in that gym, yeah. sort of thing. You know, hundred percent. Uh, and you're always. And the day you stop learning is the day you want to pack it in. Packing. Yeah, that's that's one thing I've always. Yeah. Myself. The day you stop learning and you think you know it all, mm. see you later. Get out. Yeah, it's true, man. It's, that's That can happen in any any format. But, um, man, bringing it back to yourself, obviously, now, is, is it anyone in particular you're looking, you would like to fight next? Well, obviously, there's um, the guys that are that are all above me in the top mm. 10. That, that, that is the main goal, to obviously, be climbing the ladder to try and fight mm. for that. But as I say, the main thing for me now in the next stage, I've got a good team around me who will obviously tell me what I'm doing mm. or guide me in the right direction. But the main thing is, I think, is about getting the valuable experience of doing them 10 rounds again yeah. a couple of times more. You know, hard rounds, good hard sparring. Mm. Like, I know I'm not at that world champion yeah. level yet. I'm a realist. You know, I'm not going to sit on this mic and tell me I'm going to mm. beat such and such. you got to be realistic about the thing. I've been all over the world boxing. I know the levels and there is levels to the sport. Mm. So, the main thing for me now is getting myself, getting that strength back on my left side, um, working up, getting plenty of good hard rounds of spawn, and then hopefully fight again maybe October time. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're looking at a, a date in October. Jeez, hopefully great. here in Brisbane. That's great. And um, just as I say, getting that experience, and uh, I have no names that I want to fight this or I want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm number one in Australia. It's the, they, 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 here, anyone in Australia, they can yeah, yeah. have to fight any of them, you know what I mean? But yeah. I'll do what's best for for me, for me and what's my team think that's mm. best for me. You know, that's good. That's good to have great people around you that exactly. w- keeping you grounded all the time. It's a big confidence booster as well. You know, that's someone who's just going to throw you to the wolves. You know, yeah. You gotta you gotta um, be moving in the right direction, getting that confidence, that experience, as I say, and and climbing yeah. the ladder. You know, who was the guys that you used to look up to when you were obviously younger? You're still young now, but. Actually, probably my favourite fighter of all time is a Welsh fella, Joe Calzaghi. Oh, how good was he? Oh, unbelievable. Man, I'm glad South- you brought him up. He was Southpaw. Yeah. Was so I always watched him. Yeah, man. I'm, I absolutely love that guy. Not obviously, yeah. him being Welsh, but just like yeah. the way he'd fight. He had slick hands. Oh, unbelievable. And do you remember when he fought that guy, Jeff Lacey? Was it Jeff yeah. Lacey? And yeah. uh, the American guy. And he just, I remember being like two, three in the morning yeah. with me and dad sitting there watching it. And he was just picking him off this big, muscly dude. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, not just that, even fights after, you know, Bernard Hopkins. Um, yeah, Roy Jones. Roy Jones. He fought all of them. Yeah, he did. And, yeah. and, and I just, 
even I think again he had hands with, problems with his hands mm. come to the end. A lot of boxers do come oh, into the to, yeah. But his speed and his um, style the of, of punches that he threw, unbelievable, relentless. Man. You know, have you seen the new guy coming through now, Joe Cordina? Yeah, class. Yeah, he's I good. was in the amateurs with him as well. He's yeah. a really nice fellow as well. He's good, man. Um, yeah, he's yeah. from um, a gym in Cardiff in Wales mm. called Stables. I fought him. I actually fought him Wales before. Really? In Newport. <laughs> Newport. Yeah, 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 just on the border. Yeah. Whose gym? The Selby brothers was in that gym. Oh yeah, the Sel. I know. I don't know them, but I know yeah, who they are. They yeah, and uh, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was on their club show. It was a rough spot, though. Man, you don't want to be walking around there. I late was fighting the main event against this guy that was having his last sort of pro fight. Danny, Danny Barton, his name was, and. We had, a, we had a great fight. He's a lovely, lovely fella mm. as well. Like we had a good fight. We punched on. Yeah. I, like I won the fight easily, but I was the captain of the Ulster team. Ah, oh, yeah. And the Northern Ireland team at the time, and it was the last fight. And people were throwing stuff in the ring at me. No I way. had to get escorted out of the ring by the police. What the heck? Man? It was mad, mad. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh wow, that's um, <laughs> if that's not UK Irish boxing, then I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, hundred percent. It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's um, a, it was a rough spot and. We were like, oh, after the fight, we got home and stuff, and we were like, oh, we're going to just go down here, down to the chippy and get a mm. bit of a feed. And he goes, you can't walk <laughs> down that street. And I'm like, oh, fuck, right. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. Yeah. It's um, off, this, off this topic. I actually had a story. Um, so when I went back home, I was, I was 21 at the time, and I, um, I was, we played for Wales, and I didn't, the Welsh team don't even know about this, so they'll probably find out if they listen to this. But I... Um, after the game, we won the game and the team went out for a drink and it was about 2 a.m. in the morning and um, we were walking out and two of the fellas I was with, they just went over and spoke to these girls and I was, at the time, I had a, had a partner and I was walking away on my phone and, and it was a part of Wales I'd never been but it's known for being rough and some guy um, behind me just put me in a headlock, started choking me out, man, and I was panicking. So I reefed his hand down, I got it down and um, I turned around and he's ready to clock me so I just put one on him straight away mm. and he fell and all these girls were screaming and I was obviously like, shit, he's on the floor. And um, this guy, no, I know he was his friend, but he um, grabbed me by the arm. He goes, get out here, the police are going to come here. And as you know, back home, then terrace houses. Mm. So he walked me on the other side of the road and by the entrance of the house, of the, by the entrance of the street, he was like, you know, man, you shouldn't have done that. I go, mate, some guy just tried to choke me out. Like, I'm going to self-defend myself. Mm. And anyway, I'm just getting to the entrance of the street and I've just kind of put my back against the wall and he was talking away with this guy. And I looked to my right and I said, I just hope that fella's okay. And I looked to my right to look at him and old mate, you bloody just king hit me from the side. So I'm out on the floor sparked and I've come through and he's on top of me, beating the shit out of me. And um, oh we're tussling on the floor. And then anyway, next thing I, I hit him and um, I actually break my hand and he's held onto my foot and I've kicked out of, the, out of it. And I just ran because I thought I'm going to get jumped again. Yeah. And like, I know it's a bit of a far-fetched story, but going back to you in Newport, like, and you just don't know what's going to happen when you go down these lanes. And you or what's don't gonna believe happen. it until you're actually in the situation. Yeah. I went back to the club. Obviously, I had to go back to the hotel with the Welsh team. Yeah. And the club doctor went around in the morning and I didn't have no cuts on my face. My cheek was swollen, but he pinched the nerve of my cheeks. So when I was smiling, half of my lip was up and the other oh, half was shit. down still. And um, the doctor looked at my hand and I could dock. I think I've hurt it in the game because I couldn't tell them that yeah. I got bloody in a fight. And uh, he squeezed my hand and he's like, man, that's a common boxer's break, he said. He, yeah. goes, You're gonna, he goes, listen, I'm not going to tell anyone. Tell me what happened. So I told the club doctor, the, the Welsh doctor, yeah. and um, I had to go and get surgery on it. So I couldn't play again. That, and I was meant to go home. Mum and dad were going crazy. But at the same time, I had to defend myself. 100%, yeah. Or get choked out by some yeah. Joe blogs. But um, you just don't know what's, no. like, you don't know what's around the corner, do you? And as I say, it's mad. Like people will tell you them stories, and you you would you'd almost not believe them until you're actually in that. Like I was, I went to walk to, the, to a chippy to get a feed. It was supposed to even that late. Yeah. Like oh, you can't walk down that street on your own. I was like what? Are you t- yeah, you don't know. Do fucking <laughs> hundred years ago or whatever, you know. Yeah, I know. It's just a different world mm, sometimes, right? Mad. Certain areas you just don't know. And yeah, well, anyway, back back to this. Back to a bit about yourself, Con. Um. Obviously, this is a part of your growth as a as a fighter, but you actually got the opportunity to be in the uh, the, the fight camp with Conor McGregor. Yeah, for the Nate Diaz for the rematch. The rematch. Um, obviously, he lost the first fight. We, we, I was nothing to do with that, but I think for him as well, it's a, whenever he lost, that was a wake up call for him. Mm. You know, he was after knocking everyone out. Like, well, 
he beat me in that last fight. I have to change something. So mm. that was the first ever fight that he um, took a sparring partner in to, to yeah. be the same as the, the opponent that he was fighting. Because like, Nate's around your size, I'd all say. All southpaw, basically like a boxing mm. match it was. It was hardly on the ground at all. Mm. And that was the first time he ever brought someone in um, to to mirror the opponent, you know? Uh, so, yeah, again, that's a, it's a lesson for he, he, he learned from his loss, you know? Yeah. Lesson for him. Got to change something, took me in, and um, ended up getting to go to Vegas and stuff with mm. him for the, for the full eight weeks, and it was a massive like yeah. a massive um, opportunity for me and a great experience. When, when you were sparring with him and stuff, were you in MMA gloves or boxing gloves then? No, we were in 69's boxing gloves. Ah, like, you, always. You, you, yeah. That's for, good. For for the boxing sparring, like he did his grappling rounds and stuff mm. on on other days and a couple of days he did MMA sort of. But if you're sparring them all the time, you're obviously going to get injured, cuts, thing like so. You can't, you know, of you course. gotta keep the head gear on. And mm. he did it a few days, obviously. And then on the last week, we both of us put on the MMA gloves just to get that range. Yeah. And because it's obviously a, maybe like a couple of yeah yeah a couple of million or whatever that that you want to just be. Yeah. Leaving nothing for chance. So I bet them going from sixteen ounce to then the little yeah, five ounce mad. gloves. I bet your hands felt so quick. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was crazy. And then like even he was like throwing a couple of kicks, messing like not hard, like not loading up. But mm. he hit me a couple of kicks. And I was like not used to getting kicked. <laughs> I on bet the that would have been a like, different oh, world. Like I was like <laughs> hobbling. I was like fuck. <laughs> and then. He goes, he went to kick me again, and I caught one of them. And like all the boys that was watching the spot, they were in the couch, and they're like, yo, come yeah. on, Connor, go on. And I like, like, caught it, like, threw a left. But That's it was good you. fun, yeah. It yeah. was good. He's a, he's a great fella as well, yeah. like, obviously. Um, everyone has their own views and whatever, but um, we got on very, like, very well, you know. Yeah. And, and I was still keeping contact with him. And That's great. He's, he's a good lad, you know. It's good to hear stories like this because you obviously, you know, the press and. Everyone's trying to make some form of money off him now, or exactly. and and you know, like he's he's your typical Irish lad. I when I yeah. listen talk and that, he seems like you're just one of your boys who's just. He's a he's human. He's just yeah. like one of us. You know, it's just like me and you sitting here having yeah. a having a bit of banter. You know, it's like everyone they get these painted with the wrong brush. You yeah. know, like if you hear one bad story and then it doesn't make you a bad person. Like everyone does yeah. silly things. You know. Yeah. What do you think of um the, his boxing? His boxing is it Owen Roddy? Uh, oh, and Ruddy, yeah, he's a striking coach. Striking coach. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So did he have a boxing background then? Oh, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I know he he does a lot. Like, he does a lot of striking classes, yeah. a lot of coaching, and ha- had a few good few fights himself. Yeah. He's really good at jiu-jitsu as well, but um, it's just like, that's his field. Yeah, yeah. John Calvin is more like the, he's the head coach, and obviously the jiu-jitsu, but... Like again, as I say, I refer mm. to that term "horses for courses." Yeah, and everyone brings something different to the table. Hundred percent. Yeah, and as long as they gel, yeah, it'll work. You know. Did you find? Did you take anything out of that camp that you go? I could bring this to boxing. One hundred percent. Just even the whole way that the everything was structured and formatted, and mm. everyone's on the one page. Everyone travels together, eats together. Mm. The whole team, and obviously me being there on the night of the fight, I actually got to do his corner for the fight as wow. well. Are you in the corner? Of in, the this, in this actually fight corner. There was four of us in the on the. That's the right. Page. Yeah, yeah. Was me. Yeah, one, I was one of them. But just being there and like walk doing the walk out, walking out in um, T-Mobile Arena and yeah, well. ground vibrating, it just give you that hunger and like, I, that I want to be there one yeah. day. You know, I believe you'll be there one day. Yeah, man, yeah. For sure. So that that's that that was a massive thing for me to to give you that hunger and kind of kind of McGregor came from nothing really. It yeah, shows you that hunger. Um, and drive and determination and perseverance—you'll mm. get there, you know. Yeah. Do you believe in visualization and stuff like visualizing the the title and the belt and and like you know obviously um, he he talks about sometimes where he'd be driving in a little banger car and um, you know visualizing he'd be in a flash car this that and the other. Are you in that mindset as such, or are you very in the present of getting going through the oh, going through the well, courses a bit? Sort of a bit, a bit of both. Like to be honest, mm. I, I do my sports psychology and all as well. I've, Always have, even mm. as an amateur, the Irish That's boxing good. team sort of put you through the. It's, it's a massive part of it as well, mm. and I, I do like I, I go through the procedure that they have taught us and stuff, and 
just as you say, visualizing yourself, mm. like visualizing yourself, like you can lie down and visualize mm. yourself walking into the ring, getting through the ropes, breathing, yeah. being out of breath, getting hit. Yeah, yeah. Seeing your hand getting raised, and it gives you that sort of drive, especially even in training. You think yeah. about that, or you put a song that comes on that boom, that flicks or yeah. triggers a switch that reminds you of something, and it just gives you that, like. Yeah. That boost, you know, <laughs> so true, man. What like I you when you hear a certain song when I if I hear DMX party up in here, yeah. <laughs> I when I hear that song going, I'm pumping. Yeah. Like, what was your go to song? That Jimmy Barnes, no second prize. Oh, really, Jimmy yeah. Barnes, no yeah. second prize. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it puts me put, puts an itch in your yeah. step. <laughs> Is that your walking? What's your no? Um, the I had I used to have a Jimmy Barnes song, Working Class Man. Oh yeah, yeah, and I used it. When I won the Australian title and stuff, and it was my coach's walkout song too. But then, whenever I lost it, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to change it. <laughs> change it up. Yeah, so it's, um, it's Here I Go Again, you know. the Here I Go Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. Irish Mickey Ward used to walk out to it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, what a song. Dude, yeah, get I you love going. It, man. Well, look, man, it's been a pleasure having you on, you con. Yeah. Um, just one thing I always say to all of our guests is, uh, what are you grateful for? Yeah, well, I'm grateful for the great team that I have around me. Mm. Grateful for the sponsors that support me, that allow me to do. Obviously, my partner, Clean, and my girlfriend. I'm grateful for the backing and support that she gives me. Mm. And my, my family as well. My family I wouldn't be here. My mother and father, um, yeah. brother and sister. And everyone that support me, like both home in Ireland and my home mm. here in Australia as well. So um, I'm just very thankful for everyone that supports me. But, and as I say, my sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're playing a massive part of any athlete or professional life you know without them you can't do what you want to do day in day out so yeah man so thank you very much and it's um i thank you very much yourself for having me on as well oh mate it's a pleasure i love having these chats and um, i'm grateful that you brought the ibf belt obviously we couldn't get the wba yeah yeah i haven't got to haven't received the wba one but it's it's, it's on its way so awesome man i just yeah. didn't realize how heavy this bloody thing is <laughs> it's pretty mad, yeah. when you see you chucking two or three belts around your waist man it's yeah you're walking like an army man <laughs> <laughs> well man thank you so much and no i hope worries, everyone enjoys this one thank you stuff see you con don't just talk it walk it Walk is only Don't just talk it, walk it Don't just talk it, walk it Walk is only Don't just talk it, walk it Walk is only